Hello everyone, Robert here, and just before we get into the episode, I would like to mention a disclaimer that because this episode is about hate crime, there will be serious topics that will be discussed, such as manipulation and assault. If either of those topics makes you uncomfortable or you do not wish to hear them, then please do not listen to this episode and wait for our next one. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to People First Merseyside Podcast. My name is Robert Holland and today I am joined by Michael Reed <laughs> and Phil Hume Hi. to talk about hate crime. Now, first of all, Phil, what is disability hate crime? It's when when you're not treated as equally as as uh, anyone else, and um, uh, yeah, you, you 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 treat differently because of the way you are. If mm. it's disability, learning, or an illness, and um, where we should be treated equally. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. Live, live a normal life, just like the community. Mm. Yeah, like you're not being given the same chances that yeah, yeah. others are. Yeah, being yeah, given. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is there like a big difference between discriminatory hate crime and disability hate crime, Phil? Uh, yeah, well, it's 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 bullying. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. taking it's taking advantage of that person because. They see on show the disability or the sound of pers- some person's uh, uh, talking, mm-hmm. or that their their build towards if they ha- uh, have a disability or use of um, uh, arms or legs. So taking advantage of their vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that, Michael? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Happened to me once. We had to the strong milk. I went to the milk. Yeah. And someone said to me, I've got a pound to lend me. Oh, so they were trying to. Like Stop right up when get a pound mm-hmm. and she said to me, Oh, you are my Then she started to me, What's your name? Where you live? Can I help you all I see, I see. You want to make a date with Dr. Sample? Said the other. I'm the dog. Oh, what do you want? I need to get away. Yeah. See, that, 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 is, that is the problem towards everyone towards people with learning disabilities. Yeah. We all, including myself, we all have to be careful before we yeah. we, we, yeah. we we pass over anything. Uh, they are they are they are pretending what they say 
and um, taking that person to believe what they say, yeah. whether it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, this including, obviously, it's vital that we don't pass over our address in bank card or yeah or, or, or anything that is personal towards themselves because before long they could go away the alternative person could think oh it's a one-off thing yeah but really it could yeah. continue <laughs> so um uh, passing over the mobile, no, mobile phone number uh, in postcode uh, everything has to be like top secret because it's your, it's your yeah, personal yeah. my personal um, outcome so um, they con people mm. Yeah, to you, Pam, me, Dave, and Fair, my idea. I think it was bank all the time, Morgan and August. Pulled be made to know, but I did I went to Southall. Oh, me, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I went to day, day, strongly. Me, both went picked No, you can't away and leave me alone mm-hmm. and she yeah. wasn't go away mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm not And oh, woman, please, I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. Stop, please, go home. Yeah, that, that is like the that is like the main like I think the most common way of mm-hmm. disability hate crime how it's carried out is they will. They will, they'll take a good look at you and see, like, that person looks like someone I could totally mm-hmm. manipulate yeah. to give me vital information about themselves. And, and, and what you brought forward before, Michael, you are a very loving, caring, supportive person, <laughs> and you would do anything in your power to help support the people around you. Yeah. Um, I disagree with what 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 you, what you said a little bit earlier that you're a stupid person because you're not unfortunately they got into your head of what 
they were saying to him. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, at that time, because this is what they do, they, 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 they play around with people's minds. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately on this, on, on this or those occasions, so I've been in, the, I've been in a similar situation myself, yeah. and as you're aware, our friend also has been in uh, this situation. Uh, unfortunately, at those times, before being aware, unfortunately, we were unaware until after uh, of what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. We learn from our little... Yeah. yeah, and that's also kind of like the messed up thing about some of these hate crimes as well, is like, it ends up making the victim like think it's their fault. Yeah. Which is like, it, it shouldn't really come to that, really. Yeah. Cause, and it also, you might have some people that might come across as like, oh, well, they brought it upon themselves, they shouldn't give out the personal information when yeah. really they don't mm. really know better. They were manipulated. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and probably as well, you know, if going by individuals, obviously individuals are on different levels of yeah. what they're... What, what, what they know or don't know or what they still maybe have to learn a little bit to get that uh, confidence to actually do. Um, because where I, a little while ago, didn't have the confidence and I have seen in my past a load of hate crime instances, bullying, call naming, uh, fights, uh, um, discrimination, uh, sexual. I've seen yeah, that, yeah. right? And unfortunately, because at that time I had no experience or knowledge of to do anything. I couldn't because I was unaware of the procedure towards knowing what to do fully. That's the past. Now, obviously what I didn't have, which was confidence, I have confidence, right? Seeing what has happened now, I take note. I, I am very passionate about hate crime, although it's it's very delicate subject. But okay. Okay. Um, um, these people that do these horrific things of uh, using people, taking people for granted, to them. It's a game, and a game does hurt, especially if it repeats itself and goes further afield to the next victim. Um, so we, we have to stop hate crime in Sefton yeah, uh, by communicating towards yeah. telling someone or a friend, family, um, colleague, 
the police and the, the uh, and obviously the last one was obviously the main part but uh, to obviously pass over what has happened yeah. and then once being passed over that bit of information towards what has happened or what you you've witnessed to get the ball rolling to put yeah. a stop to uh, that person going to the next victim and doing it to them so ringing 999 or going to the police whatever police station wherever people live to report something and get the ball rolling um, uh, is a huge step in the right direction you yourself you've been a victim of yeah, uh, someone coming into your home, haven't you? And what happened? I've been assaulted by my best friend long time ago. Went to a theatre club. And he had that gay friend. Don't want to name that. And how it does stop, it damaged one car and he does fall off from that room. He took a moment and he'd been waiting outside and meet a girlfriend and a girlfriend. Well, can I find a dog from? So, me and my girlfriend, at the time, we took her home, mm -hmm. went to the stop, to drop her at my umbrella and he worked on it. I said, Doc no need for it. Mm -hmm. And Pal, he just jabbed me right up. Then left the cell and my jail. And I called her up. A woman told him, and the next day I approached it. Good, good. <laughs> That's what I think they do, Michael. Yeah. And it's horrible to hear that something like that happened to you. Yeah, I'm wrong. I said, don't want to hear it. So, man, everything doesn't go yard yeah, for Death and alcohol, picking on her. Yeah, it just sounds like a generally not nice person. Yeah. Someone yeah. who gets angered easily mm. and then takes it on others is mm. not really a healthy mindset. Mm. I think, I, I, I think, I think out of everything, um, we haven't got a problem. No, it, it, no. It, it's, it's towards people with a learned disability 
So that uh, as we do, as we do, we have to respect that person. Yeah. Um, and it may take them a little bit of time, but eventually they will get to the aim when their confidence will come. Time is not an issue. Lives are, I think, in one sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we, I, I think within our near future, uh, to help those people uh, get that confidence to stop hate crime, definitely in Sefton, as well as yeah. the whole UK. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you for sharing your story with Michael. It must, uh, it's a serious subject, so uh, it must have been kind of hard to like open up about that, so thank you for You're sharing right. with us. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. What about you, Phil? Do you feel comfortable about sharing yours? Yeah, well, uh, uh, we've obviously seen from my past all those uh, different kinds of hate crime incidents happened in my past. Um, uh, And at that time, because I had no knowledge or experience of knowing what to do, Within my time with people first motorcycle, I have. Within my time, within my time, uh, taking note of hearing from motorcycle police because we do work alongside motorcycle police as an organisation. Um, I have taken note. Never thought within my future that I would be a victim, uh, but take a note from what the police uh, brought yeah. forward of ha- procedure towards how to report a, a hate crime incident or a disability hate crime incident. Um, and funny enough, although the word is not funny, is it? Yeah, I have been a victim. I have been a witness, and I've been a third person party. And um, uh, I've been a victim on like, four occasions, and I witness on one occasion and a third, part, third person party on another. Um, uh, w- what did I do when these horrific scenes happened? I wrote down, obviously I, I was traumatised of what happened. My first incident was that I, because I didn't pass over cigarettes to someone, I was punched to the cheek because I didn't pass over. That is because uh, of my disability. Nothing happened. Due to where I lived, there was not enough 
coverage of CCTV cameras showing what happened, but there was a witness. And a witness did, as soon as, as they saw it, they, they rang the police. Uh, and uh, uh, a little later I heard, and before you knew it, um, uh, the police were around uh, writing down a, a statement of what happened, blah, blah. Um, unfortunately, and they kept, they, they, as time went on, obviously they, they checked up on me to see if I was okay. Unfortunately, on that occasion, uh, there was no not enough evidence, mm. and it was, so that was the first instance. The second instance, which I think you're aware of, and Michael, um, um, I was I was a witness to what happened to my friend, but I I wouldn't say was dragged into it, but I too was involved with obviously being. Um, um, hooked on to obviously what happened to my friend mm -hmm. to me um, I didn't have to but I did because David uh, was my best mate and I shared with him he had met a new girl, new woman or thought a new woman and this was a year before I, I knew and so within that year they met up blah blah and it was right uh, just over a year after that he invited her up to our flat to be introduced and blah blah blah. She said her name was Joanna. That she lived in Macau. She was, as she, uh, she classed it, she was a daughter of a past care. If I was if I was there on that day, I would have known if it was a, a daughter of a previous past carer, because um, I would have recognised her. On many occasions, they did meet up, and he 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 started buying things that really he wouldn't have bought in his own money. Um, and uh, as time went on, obviously they became hooked, and they were going to get married. I was going to be a, a, a host of a, a DJ thing, and uh, that they were going to get married. That her, her mother was going to whisk them off to Portugal, and uh, he bought engagement as well. All what she said was all fake. I could see this because by this time obviously this lady said that she had a car accident last year and that it left her with epilepsy and obviously the car had to go into service, blah blah, and the compensation would come through, blah blah. But she had, she didn't have enough. Have you got three hundred pound or what? But yeah, I mean, half. Yeah. Um, another person was 
brought into it who uh, was involved that has learned disability. So she was involved with, obviously, um, and uh, she said, uh, uh, I'll give you back, I'll give you back with, com with compensation of a little bit more. Meet up at the front of the strand, blah, blah, blah. At whatever time, blah, blah. Never turned up, so I went. This happened on like two or three occasions. I, um, uh, I went to investigate myself. I could have done, I could have got myself into a, 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 a lot of bother. Went round to where she said she lived. No one had heard of her. Um, uh, but I remembered what the police brought for because I do hate crime training. Uh, I, I rang then Gary Spinks, who was the support uh, development worker for PFM at that time. Uh, he rang Helen Flett, who was our coordinator, and uh, Helen rang Jerry to seem uh, to obviously investigating what and uh, they found her she was she was she was uh, brought in she wasn't who she, who she was she didn't live where she lived she didn't do what she did she was a druggie and she was she was she was she was uh, jailed for 18 years. But unfortunately, due to, she, she does this for a living. But due to good behaviour, she came out, blah, blah, blah. And um, uh, she repeated, so she had to uh, uh, do the, the rest of her time. Uh, but I too have been a, a, a victim on another two occasions by the same people. Uh, and um, had me laptop stolen. I stupidly, so my whole, you know, you said that was that I was, I, I too was stupid, not realizing yeah. I let someone interrupt, so, you know, but I let my, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, on two occasions, I was a victim of the same people. Yeah. Again, I, yeah. I, I wrote down everything. Went to the police station the following day, investigated, blah, blah. And um, so the first occasion was they stole my laptop uh, in my flat. I stupidly invited them into my flat. That was the first one. It, obviously, it was seeming to blah, blah. Second time round, I was attacked outside or put to the ground um, outside where I live because they came out of. Strand House, and they said, Hi Phil, how you doing? You got, have you got a little bit of money? I, can. I said, No, I remember what, 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 uh, what you did previously. You, st you stole my laptop, and by coincidence, you know, and she, she, held, she held my shoulders, he got me to the ground. Yes, exactly, exactly, Andre, Andre. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, she went through my pockets. She stole my mobile phone. Uh, 
and a little bit of change that I took out to get a taxi there because I've got a lift back. And um, I was in that no state of, you know, um, so um, those people were found. And I had to go for a, a face-to-face identity, identity, identity grade thing. And they said, you have to be 100% certain. But because at that time, I, I had their, head, their, their faces in my head, but because I wasn't 100% sure, I couldn't say, so I had to, I, I'm not too sure. A couple of weeks, uh, uh, within that week, I got a phone call. They had to let her go, but they told her to stay well, stay well away from where I lived. Stay away from me. And, um, but with the man, he was involved with something else, and he w- he was jailed. So that was my two ins- uh, two instances being a victim, or three. Sorry, if you're going by the first one, hmm. um, uh, and uh, out of all that, and towards my work with working with Merseyside Police doing hate crime training. I don't know whether I'm going to the next question or not. Mm-hmm. Shall I stop? Well, yeah, I can I, I, I pose this to you then, Phil. So, um, while, while we were doing this interview, I'll say this for the audience because they can only listen to us. I noticed that on your wristband you have a thing that says, Stop Hate UK. Yeah. And, 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 it's wearing off slowly, but <laughs> yeah, you're very involved with hate crime, aren't you? Yeah. You're passionate about it. Yeah, you yeah, say. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you, would you like to tell us like what you do, like to combat hate crime? Well, I I I, I work alongside Merseyside Police, uh, doing training towards hate crime, towards carers, families, support workers. Uh, passing over my experience, as I, I tell, I tell, I tell the story that I told you about da- David's story mm-hmm. yeah. of what happened, to David. Um, but also, Jerry goes through the whole outcome of uh, hate crime, and and Paul McCann, he he. Uh, I do training with Paul McCann, who is part of the my uh, uh, the uh, oh, yeah. It's been, it's been that long ago, but you know I, I work alongside Paul Paul, McC- uh, Paul McCann as well. Uh, so passing over my experience, our ex- our, our information. Um, out of all that, yeah, I did. I when I when I when I when I was asked, I had no knowledge that this would come out of it. Jerry, the the lady who was uh, the 
coordinator back then asked me if I would like to do hate crime training with her. Um, and I jumped up the idea, not expecting what was going to come out within, well, it must be like within the last 10 years uh, of what, uh, what's, what the outcome of my work because I, uh, yeah, I work alongside Leah Birch who does the hate crime toolkit uh, again. Um, Leah, Leah Birch heard about my work towards what, uh, what I do with Merseyside Police and um, the opportunity to work alongside other fantastic uh, people with learning disability with their experience of what they know to bring our voices forward and to spill towards the community and make our voices heard um, and um, it's been a it's been a lot a great journey and again like with um, Merseyside Police um, uh, and giving me that this opportunity to do hate crime training to go on this hate crime toolkit uh, Zoom and work alongside Liam, but Leah Birch. I also, I also have had that opportunity because with all the work that I do around what I've done, about about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, Maya heard of my work and going to the next level towards obviously. Um, uh, working alongside them as well, going into deeper, deeper, deeper stuff. <laughs> yeah, very privileged, honoured to be given this opportunity, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, very good, Bill. Anyway, I have one last question for both of you. So, tell me, do you, what do you think could be done that could prevent like disability hate crime? Do you think there's any ideas what could possibly be done? Or maybe like a way to like reduce the amount of it? No. What about you, Phil? I, I, I think number one, people's voices with learned disabilities should be heard. Mm. Right? taking note on board that we are telling the truth. Yeah. For the police to take on board the importance of the vital outcome of what is happening out there. Yeah, I agree with you. Also, if they do, this is, a, this is such, a, such a hard question mm -hmm. to ask, yeah, although easier, because Looking at, uh, I don't want to bring anyone down out there who's got a learning disability or, no. but depending on the person, it depends on the outcome of what they're, what they're able to do because it's 
it's it's very um, it's very difficult for me to say this, but yeah, um, I I have grown in confidence as I brought forward a little bit earlier, and uh, I am very passionate about what happens in the community. If going by how I was treated in my past, but I couldn't do anything about it. Now I'm not out, and now I'm not there no more. I'm in the community. Uh, I have, I have taught myself for that confidence to come forward. Yeah. That if seeing what has happened, and especially if going by my experience of what I've seen and being a victim myself, to uh, know what to do about it. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as that is it because different people are on different levels of what they can do and what they can't do or unfortunately not able to do um, um, <laughs> um, so um, um, there are people that are competent like myself um, there are people that want to, but they can't because they're worried okay. of what, I, I see what you're saying. people would, would say. Um, so what you're suggesting, Phil, is um, perhaps a way that we could solve or like further reduce hate crime from disabled people is we should encourage those that have been victims yeah. to s speak out yeah. and support them yeah. and help them in doing so. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. And once we actually get some of the people that are committing these hate crimes, then naturally the numbers will go down because there's less people doing it because yeah. they're behind bars, I guess. Well, you know, there has been success because I know within my time being part of People First Motorcycle, of people around me in my organisation seeing what's happened to me. Um, and what's happened to me, they, as my colleagues, as well as friends out of my organisation, they have taken note, and if it, if it does or doesn't, they have taken note, because I, I didn't think within my future I would be a victim. And they have taken note, and by, by coincidence, something has happened to some of our colleagues, and with my experience, they have taken note, and they too have picked up the confidence to speak up and to tell, to put, to stop hate, hate crime happen to the next victim in yeah. Seven. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Bill. Okay, so I think we'll end it there. So, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Phil, for no coming No problem. My <laughs> problem. <laughs> thank you for sharing your stories as well. It was very brave of you. Um, I, I'm, I, do you know what, do you know what I call this? You know, all that, all that, all that time I needed that care support in my past, it's me passing back to the community.
That's a good way to look at it, Phil. And with that, we shall end the podcast. So, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.